welcome, welcome. Thank you guys for joining me again. Um, this episode came a little bit faster than I expected. Um, but one of the things that has been coming kind of across my lap quite a bit um, has been like whether to reach out to your narcissist um, no matter how they reach you, no matter, you know, um, I understand we have different situations. Some have children who, you know, you're dealing with co-parenting on that. That is, like I said, that is a a beast that, I'll be honest, thank God I didn't have to deal with. Um, like I said, for as difficult as it may be, you just have to keep everything as short and gray rock as possible. Um, and... Like I said, I know I know it's hard when you do have to have some contact. But just keep it where it is literally you drop off, here's this, here's that, then bye. You know, that's it. You don't have to get into conversations, you don't have to you know, there shouldn't be constant um, really anything, you know. Um like in my situation I still there's an amount that I had to pay off with um, the divorce so in order to make that complete I'm making payments but I literally just send an envelope with, with his information on it um, a stamp I put a tracker on it so that way I have something to keep track and I can have provable stuff within the courts um, you know because I have no idea you know I'm, like I said I work along this along however it comes okay um, but once I'm done with that, I'm done. You know, I don't send any letter. I don't send anything. He's reached out to me. Um, like every two months he has reached out to me, um, through some kind of social media way. He's, he's redone his profile. Like I think we counted a total of, um, four times and, um, I wound up having two different accounts because I had the old account. And then um, I had a new account that he knew nothing of with a totally different email, the whole nine yards. And somehow he got wind of it. And he um, sent a like friend request to me. And of course, it, it triggers you. It makes you kind of go through your whole anxiety, panicky, going right back to anytime you feel like, okay, all right, I can breathe again, you know. Um, that's kind of what it felt like was like how did he know i had just finally went ah, you know but again this is part of their cycle and you just have to understand that they're gonna try to reach out to you um and it's and it's all in an effort of trying to go right back to pulling you into the same cycle of abuse that you had received before because when you think back on it anytime you have opened that door and allowed any kind of communication even once you were dead you left you whatever okay you open up the door for a conversation next thing you know you're being bullied you know now you gotta put up the boundaries and now you're shaking like a friggin' leaf you feel like you know you're on complete eggshells and going through all those things that you went that you used to go through your panic attacks you're you know you pulling up to come home and you're starting to go through panics like something is terribly wrong yeah because you know when you walk in you are walking to a war zone and that is how your life winds up being in one of these relationships you know and it's terrible 
and I, I cannot just for anybody who has not experienced it at least in some kind of close nature I do feel like there is a miss in understanding how it all works you know but like I said it's it is absolutely terrifying you know the courts are not going to help you in this matter you know like I said I tried getting him under stalking and, and he legitimately stalked and threatened and harmed me even and he did the same thing to my kid which was our kid who's a grown man they didn't allow him either it, it's it's like I said it, it not that he pushed that envelope but that did not weigh any favor in what he had done with him he wound up you know he wound up having all kinds of stuff you know and it, it's ridiculous you know they shouldn't be allowed to do this and what Excuse me. And once it is noted that there's been some form of domestic violence, I do feel like those are the divorce cases that should be red flagged in the courts to say, hey, we cannot handle these the same way. Because, see, I got lucky enough. I'll be honest. When I say lucky enough, my divorce was completely through COVID. COVID-19 gave me a form of an umbrella of protection, if you will. I did not have to go to court and see him face to face. I did not have to physically go down there. I wound up having everything over like over the phone. I mean, from small claims court to divorce to all of it. It was all like that way because of the state that at least my state that I'm living in, how, you know, how we were closed down and shut down and stuff like that, you know, um, and like I said, it was a blessing in disguise. Because I'll be honest, that is a part of my healing. Um, I don't know how I'd react if I run into him, if I see him. I'm sure that my panic will come back and all that other lovely stuff. But I'm hoping I'm able to calm myself if that occurs, you know, and just, you know, deal with it how. I would if I saw my previous ex, which would be like, oh, that guy looks familiar, <laughs> you know, <coughs> excuse me, but these are the kind of things that, um, not everybody understands that you walk outside, even though they don't know your address and you're still going through panics, the flashbacks that you have. The triggers that you have you could simply be you know rearranging furniture with family that you're living with okay um we're all living together as roommates if you will okay and you know there's it could be anything from moving a couch or deciding to even get a couch okay or whatever and just the simple maneuver of talking to somebody and feeling like at in that moment you're not being heard so then you get louder you know, you want peace. This is, it, it's a trigger. It is something is going on. I'm feeling like, you know, and it, for me, it is a matter of me paying more attention to what my body is telling me while I'm in my moments. And that's where I feel like one of those things that we talk about, about being in the moment through throughout your day and every day. Um, it isn't just, oh, be in the moment, kumbaya. No, 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 no. Okay. There are those times when you can do that. Like when you're trying to just have your peace, have your moment to just be, 
okay? You went to the beach and you said, I'm going to spend the day out here. Yeah, those are your kumbaya moments, your party, you do what you want to do moments, okay? And you're still, you are absorbing, you're breathing in that luscious air and all those smells and, you're, and you basically are bringing back those smells to your home from that great adventure that you had, you know? But there's also living in the moment of you're taking care of your grandbaby and you feel like you're getting overwhelmed with all the different things and you're on a time schedule. Take a breath. I have, I have a little sign, like I said in the previous one. Um, just breathe. They're reminders for me to just breathe. If I'm not breathing in a calm manner, there's something off within my body. And it is up to me to be responsible for such things. Which also means I need to become more aware of when I'm being triggered or if I'm being triggered or if I feel like I'm getting overwhelmed. Take this breather, you know. Nothing's going to go on. The house ain't going to crumble just because you took five minutes to sit down, go pee and get a drink. You know, it's called, hey, calm the F down. Okay. <laughs> you know, like I said, I, I feel you. I, I go through these things. These are things that I have done, you know, where I feel like I'm on like high alert, high, you know, oh, I got to go, 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 go. And it's like, you go, um, yo, you're leaving already an hour for something that only takes 32 minutes to get somewhere, you know, and you're still going through the panics like as if, like as if you're running late and if you're going to be late, then it's going to, again, the house will crumble down and that's not the case. Take a breath, just breathe and the, believe it or not, I'm telling you, it works, but you just have to be very mindful of where you're at basically heart mind body and soul it's a full-time job yes but again you're breathing for me at least is one of my first signs to let me know because when you think about it your blood flow is going to be one of those first things that start happening before anything else really starts to go on and in order for your blood to flow faster, your heart has to blow, has to pump faster, okay? Which in turn causes your lungs to move faster, which makes you breathe more because they got to get more oxygen because there's more blood flowing, okay? To me, it comes down to basically it's, it's a scientific thing here, okay? So let me do what I can to control that. We've been out of control for so long. Somebody else basically had control over every aspect of our life at one point, okay? And part of what we're doing here is trying to regain who we are. And some things are going to come flooding like 15 different, oh my gosh, I love this. Ooh, I should, I should always have tried that. I knew I liked that. You know, whatever it is, re-embrace it. I'm not perfect because I'm not. I'm far from it. I'm still trying to get things set, okay? Like I said, don't, you know, if you take one task a day, just one thing to me that will improve where you were today or yesterday type of thing, okay? So for me, part of it is the podcast. 
I podcast. Um, I try to uh, record on TikTok whenever possible. Um, which the call name on there is also Brave and, Cur- and Courageous. Um, I'm trying to have it all kind of commingle there. Um, and I also write. Um, like I said, it's just a daily practice and a journal. Okay. The journaling, I'm still trying to gain a toehold on that because I never really even embraced it as a kid. And unfortunately, I kind of stubbed my nose at it for many, many years. And I just kind of looked at it like a girly activity. And I was always one that I hated the girly activity, you know. Um, Because one, I wasn't. I was always a tomboy. Um, No surprise, I I am a lesbian. My whole family was kind of like, yeah. The reaction, in essence... Um, especially with my siblings were like, yeah, we were just wondering, you know, if you were going to actually <laughs> say something, you know, um, which to me is wonderful because they paid attention on some level, you know, and for many years, oh my gosh, I'm going to get emotional. This is crazy. But <laughs> again, one of those things I have struggles with but for many years I truly thought that I didn't matter that I wasn't worth the time the effort that in essence my presence was a father and I started feeling that way. Even not just not just towards my abuser, but it started to spread within my circle I had. And I still kind of struggle with it. Um, but it's not as bad as it was. Uh, because now I, I am really as I that my voice does matter, you know, and what I have to say in my story and my whole path that I went means a whole lot, and if this can help anybody who's going through the same thing, or have gone through, or, you know, anything, just education-wise, you know, and for me, it's made a difference, you know, breaking that silence is huge, and it is something that I struggle with, because I have problems with sometimes understanding what I should or shouldn't share, you know, or who to share it with, you know, and I, I, I am having to learn who I can express more with but I'm also trying to understand like for instance right now I am um, outside of my immediate family I'm very much distant um, 
from all family, all friends, all pretty much anybody I've ever known. So when I restarted, this was a true <laughs> restart. Uh, and it's hard. It's not easy, you know. And it's very easy to get overwhelmed by many things. And believe it or not, the breathing techniques, meditation, which is to me part of breathing techniques, because the same type of breathing I do when I'm having anxiety attacks is similar to the same breathing I do during my meditation periods. And I do not do long periods. I don't. Like I said, I'm very much a beginner. I still use guided. I have actually turned to, uh, I'm probably going to butcher the name of this, but transcendental um, meditation. It is on a different level. It just is. It's, I leave those, and I only do like maybe, I think I've done about like five, maybe 15 minutes max. Those are like the max I've done. And there's nothing like it. It just, it just is. It's just really, really good. It's, it's like the breathing that goes on, the focus you're able to get. And the more you do it, at least I feel, the more control I have of, like, your mind wandering. Because, of course, you know, the socks. Ooh, where were they? Where did I put those? All of a sudden, come flooding in your head as soon as you're doing any of this. You know, or any of the ruminating you might be doing, which you probably are. <laughs> but all this type of stuff, it helps you refocus to what you're doing. And I have found that the more I do it, the less that I'm falling to those other weird thoughts that come floating and just bouncing and pinging all over my head. And, like I said, incense, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, I try to have my room as comfortable for me uh, at any given time. If it's cold and I want it warmer, then I keep it warmer. If it's warm, then I'll keep it colder, whatever the case is, you know. Um, but like I said, it, it is about me. It's about, like, wear your hair how you want to wear it. You want to chop it off? Chop it off! That's what I did. I cut my hair off and I did not think twice about it. The only thing I thought was, oh great, now they're going to think I'm nuts. <laughs> you know? But that was pretty much, like, when I was about halfway through it. <laughs> you know? And it's not. I love it. Matter of fact, I've even adjusted the hair style a couple of times and... I'm getting, I think, more and more into what it is that I want, you know, and it's very simple, it's easy to take care of, except I had long hair for my whole entire life, you know, and I feel like part of that was because of what the societal pressures were that I had to do, you know, and one of those being long hair, you know, um, it, it's to me it's very freeing <laughs> like I said you want to dye hair dye you want to get a tattoo get a freaking tattoo you want to learn how to surf go learn how to surf you want to learn how to do some art go do it you know like I said this is all about us and figuring out what we want so all those things that we used to do you know 
your lifestyle, the more you change it, first of all, the more you change your regular daily habit, the more you are retraining your mindset that A, it's safe to change. Because we're going to cling to the negative. We're going to cling to the old habits, those old ways, those old things that we used to do. And part of that is just the way we've trained the mind and body to do that. We were walking on eggshells in in a hypervigilant mode for so long, for so much, and we were in freeze fight to, (laughs) you know, mode that for so long. We have to relearn how to be without that. And getting rid of as much anxiety as we possibly can. Yeah. What you're in control of? Yeah. Go ahead. Control that. Stand firm on your boundaries. Some people might get their tail feathers roughed up. Okay? But if they're, again, if they're meant to stick around, they will understand why you're putting up your boundaries. That may have have been okay with the zombie, but not with the new one. Just plain and simple. It has to be that way. You know? And like I said, get into the aromatherapies. Get into the meditations and the yogas and going for walks and going for runs and, you know, enjoy what nature has to give you wherever you are at. To me, that is that is the spiritual realm on whatever you go with, whether it's the Lord, whether it's the universe, whether it's a planet alignment. I don't know, okay? But it is higher power's way of giving back to you. Plain and simple. I feel like there's a higher level of healing and there is definite scientific data to back that up. I don't have a here quoting it or anything. But really, go out in nature. That's why I say go to the lake, go to the beach, go for a walk. I don't care if it is walking outside in the perimeter of your apartment parking lot. You are outside, right? Okay. Enjoy it. Take pictures when you can of yourself. You have to learn to re- to love yourself. This is a level that we haven't exposed ourselves to in so long, if ever. To be honest, just flat out, we've always put ourselves last. And it's about time we do start putting ourselves first. At least on the higher end of that list. Because again, if you don't have it in your cup to fill others, how can you even be a service to them? And I know a lot of us, we deal with that, where we want to give, 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 give. But if you're starting to feel overwhelmed, you've got to let those around you, hey, yo, I can't do that. And that's hard. I know it's hard. I still struggle, and a real struggle with that, is telling people I can't, especially those that I love. Because I know I'm letting them down. In some realm. For me, if they if they would have flipped the coin on me, no big deal. Okay, I get it. You know, it happens. Okay, I'll roll with it. So, you know, <laughs> like I said, we just have to find ways 
to recenter ourselves. If it means reading a book, read a book. If it's watching a movie, watch a movie. Watch a movie you haven't seen since like high school. Or since before you even met that narcissist. Like I said, go back. Go back to your childhood. To me, I'm finding that that is key. The more I'm looking into my childhood and going back to those things that I had a slight interest in. Or I might have, well, maybe I'm trying it. I'm doing it. I am re-watching movies that I hadn't seen since I was like 13 to 16. You know, especially in those years. Because I was formulating my own opinions and my own, based on stuff on my experiences and stuff like that, but still. Um, and one of those big ones that I saw, believe it or not, is Dead Poets Society. Um, it's, I loved it then and I can understand why I did. It made me cry again, just like I did then. <laughs> you know, but like I said, seize the day, seize the moment, be in the moment, smell, feel, realize what's going on. Be aware of what's going on with you. If your heart rate is too, if you're breathing too much, slow it down. Start mindful breathing. Breathe in, hold it for, you know, if you can, one to four seconds. And then breathe it out for at least, you know, at least two more seconds more than you breathe in. It helps, you know, these work. The meditations, the music. Oh, God, the music. Really. I'm telling you, we have to be aware of how we're spending our time. Are we ruminating? If we are, change scenery. You know, if all of a sudden anxiety kicks in, remember your breathing. If you feel overwhelmed, put on, light up one of your incense, okay? Make the room smell good. Go take a bath, go take a shower, whatever it is. Remember. Your self-care is also what's going to recenter you. And to me, I love that. Because it's its own reward for you doing what you should have been doing all along. But we didn't have enough in our cup to even hear those words. So please, remember, take care of ourselves so we can take care of those around us. It means a lot. And a lot more than you think. And remember, no matter what, you are always braver and stronger than you think. Be brave and courageous because I know each one and single every one of you are. Alright, see you guys next week. Bye.